You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to the kickoff of the Valley podcast covering your Arizona Cardinals. My name is Gunnar. That is Tyler Vasquez. Ready to chat all about this very disappointing loss that the Seahawks handed to our uh, Cardinals today. Final score, 9-19 to up there in Seattle. Tyler, you look slouched back in your chair. You're just kind of uh, bummed out today. Um, <laughs> In your I hate the Seahawks shirt. <laughs> I'm just in disgust. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's the more things change, the more they stay the same. You know what I mean? You watch this team six games now. And you were hoping to be three and three here. I mean, this is what you were hoping for. And now it didn't happen. You're now two and four. Mm-hmm. But you watch this game and it's just like they start slow again. Well, actually, well, they didn't start slow. Yeah, they, they, got, was, they, yeah. they had a great opening drive. They got three points, which to me, that's where you start slow. It's like, can we get an opening touchdown? In the, can we get a touchdown in the first quarter in general? Right. So, I mean, but it just looks a lot of the same. The offense sucks. The defense is great. But you're you're eighth, I think it's you think you're eighth in the NFL and spend on your offense. Like you've devoted a ton of money, ton of resources. Uh, I'm gonna go to you because we're gonna get into my thoughts here. Today. No, yeah, no, I I agree with you. And I, I've kind of been on this whole uh, you know, fire cliff um rampage uh for a little bit now. And uh, you know, I think more and more people probably jumping on board that that little wagon. I know you kind of had uh, some resistance at first. You know, when it came to the whole uh, fire cliff thing, what the resistance was what? It, my resistance is it not to fire him because I'm all for firing him. But my the problem is, is the money, the resources, everything that's going to go into doing that. I just don't see the owner of this team making that move. Now, when we talk about this team, we talk about this offense, you talk about what the offensive guru Cliff Kingsbury was supposed to do. He was supposed to come in and and revolutionize the game with his offense. Similar, you know, it was very similar to not as much hype, but when Chip Kelly was hired with the Eagles, right? Years mm-hmm. ago, it was, it's going to be an up-tempo offense, pretty boy football. Uh, you know, they were going to, to do some awesome things with Kyler Murray and, and this offense. At one point in today's game, I have a group chat with, with my buddies that are all diehards and, Going around the group chat was, and and uh, a good buddy of mine, Ryan, he says, Steve Kime should go all in and just start trading draft picks to go get studs right now before the deadline, right? Go get as many guys as you can get. And other people in my group chat were like, well, but who, who are you going to go get? Like, what would you go get? Like, what position? And because defensively, this defense has played great, all things yeah, considered, the last three or four games. So the one place where you could actually use probably people is the defense. But when you look across this offense, are you going to get a better tight end than Zach Ertz? 
Probably not. Are you going to get better wide receivers than Hollywood and Hop? Probably not. Uh, better run game? I, I mean, okay, go get Christian McCaffrey, right? Like, there's certain things you could go, I guess, theoretically and get, but let's talk about this game, right? When you talk about the run game, they committed to the run in the first quarter, which I liked. And I would say the first quarter, they offensively didn't look terrible. The second quarter looked like the first quarter from all the other games, though. They ran three times for zero yards in the second quarter. So they completely abandoned the run in the second quarter. Where in the first quarter, they ran a ton. Murray had a lot of success. Eno had some success. They were moving the ball down the field. But then clearly they just they don't trust Matt Amendola, which Gunner, <laughs> I, I want your thoughts on this. Well, we if talked you, about the last podcast. Yeah, the if, dude... if, you, if you can't trust this kicker to kick more than 35 yards, like if they get to 35 yards out and you can't trust them to kick, then why didn't you bring someone else this week? Yeah. Like I mean, we already talked about him being the uh, sloppy seconds of the uh, the Chiefs who had him earlier this year and dropped him because he can't kick, uh make a field goal and then the Cardinals pick him up. Uh he lost pretty much lost the game for us last week, right? It came down to a uh, field goal kick or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember uh yeah, was, I mean near the end of the game when you when you need that done, he he didn't get it done. Yet they signed him and uh can are continuing to use him. You know, that, make, that makes no sense to hey, me. But I mean, how, how funny is it, Gunner, that we couldn't score any points in the first quarter all season and the first points come from Matt Amendola? I know. <laughs> but I mean, it's still, it's still, I mean, yeah, we got three points, but it still was not an offensive touchdown. It's not considered an offensive touchdown. It's a no, special I mean, teams touchdown on when, when, when that happened. So, yeah, but they moved the ball to get in position. But so here's the thing like, at one point, and I'm going to be, we're jump, going to be jumping all over the place. Mm-hmm. You get to one point where if they don't go for it on fourth down, they're very makeable kicks for maybe a Matt Prater or someone else. Yeah. Obviously, they were concerned. I know they've gone for it. And that's what people are going to, anyone that's a Cliff diehard will be like, well, Cliff always goes for it on fourth down. I understand, but I you can't convince me that the reason why they went for it twice and fourth down in this game in particular was because they didn't trust Matt Amendola to make the kick. And then he missed an extra point later on. So it's one of those things where if he would have if they would have kicked, it would have been nine nine if if they would have made those two kicks at one point. Yeah. You would have been an even ball game. And then you know, later you get the 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 boggle of a punt job by the by the eagle or by the eagles by the seahawks and the cardinals are able to tie thing or, yeah. or get things close right he ends up missing the um the extra point amandola does so this defense and the special teams like kudos to them they play hard and they keep this team in these games because otherwise if this defense was garbage these yeah. would be blowouts we'd be getting killed yeah, uh, five sacks for the defense today. Seattle had six sacks on us, though. What does that What does that show you? Well, and the offensive line for the Cardinals got banged up, right? Uh, Justin yeah. Pugh left the game, and then he was ruled out. He's he's left more games this season than I think he's played full games. So it's one of those things where I, I think Pugh, like we talked about James Conner earlier on, like maybe he just needs to get healthy. Uh, but you see how different this offensive line is when he's out or Rodney Hudson's out uh, at center. You you got other guys in, backups in, filling in, and that's when that pressure is getting to Kyler Murray. 
Now, there were some where I don't know if it was a covered sack. I'd have to go back and watch it. But Kyler had a lot of time and he still got sacked. So I wouldn't necessarily put that on the offensive line um, on a couple of occasions. But well, it's just crazy when, when we were uh, breaking down this game last week, mm-hmm. um, talking about how crappy both defenses or the uh, the run defense on both teams, you know, and then and that's ultimately uh, I mean, both both defenses look good. You know, we, we didn't expect this. I don't think. Right? No, you didn't because, expect that. The Seahawks going into this game have given up 31 points on average, Gunner. Yeah. You score three on offense. I get we finished with nine, but only three came from the offense. Yeah. The other six came from that block punt. So uh, this is not what you expected. Um, Kingsbury, after the game, told Paul Calvisi, all of us are looking in the mirror. We're trying to fix what is wrong. All of us. Okay. I mean, I don't know what he's supposed to say at this point. <laughs> the, defense like, I, good. the defense did their job. They got it. They got the, the only touchdown the Cardinals got was a defensive touchdown. The, the defense had five sacks. The defense did their, did their job. I don't know what more you could ask for from them, no, right? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. You can't. And you know what you're starting to see? Because I did see Zayvon Collins. He made a comment after the game, and he was like, well, I think us as a defense played really well. And <laughs> I don't want to read too into that, but but when he says that, it makes me feel like, okay, the defense is starting to like, you know, the fact that they're going to start telling the media, like, Hey, we're doing our job <laughs> and it's the other guys that you need to talk to. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm getting very fearful that you're about to have dissension in that locker room. If yep. you don't already, I, I mean, I tweeted it out at one point during the game. I said, this camera is going to cut to Kyler Murray exploding on cliff Kingsbury at some point. Like you're going to see, a clash between them two. I know we saw it a couple games ago, but yeah. I, I mean, it's only going to get worse at some point. At some point, Kyler's going to f- just snap um, because you can tell he's frustrated. You can tell. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell Cliff frustrated because he just, you know, with the glasses down and looking <laughs> calm, cool and collective. I, I, I don't really get if he's frustrated. I know he says it post game, but um, did you see the, there was a picture that went out there of they, they call him Seattle uh, Seahawks sign guy. And, and he's, okay. he holds up these, these quotes. He sits right by the visitor's tunnel and he holds them up for every game. He had one before the game that said bigger waste of money, Kyler Murray or cliff Kingsbury. <laughs> and I mean, Nothing, he holds, yeah. he holds these like showing them at the team. And as the team like runs off the field, yeah. or comes on the field. It's great. Oh, yeah. There's been, so I'm sure cliff looked at that. Like, that is the most accurate statement ever spoken, I think. <laughs> you know, uh, there's a lot of people saying it's it's Kyler, though, you know, and Kyler's play, not not Cliff. What do you what do you say to that? I think Cliff was hired to get the best out of his offensive players. That's why he's an offensive guru. Those offensive players include your young, dynamic, highly paid quarterback. I understand we all think Kyler Murray is super gifted, super talented, but at the end of the day, he's still, what, 24, 25 years old. He's still a young kid. So I remember myself at 24, 25 years old to have me leading grown men that are in their late 30s, you know, going in mid, mid, you know, mid 30s, late 30s, like a Zach Ertz, right? Someone like that. I I mean, you you talk about uh, earlier in the game, it was after the first drive. Right. So after the first drive, Kyler was upset with the outcome that they only got three points. And and I brought this up on earlier pods. This is probably weeks ago, but I brought it up how 
the one thing I haven't liked about Kyler in past seasons, there's two things. One, when he has adversity, he starts to pout and throw a fit on the sideline. He did that today. The sideline reporter actually covered it after the first drive. She said Kyler was dejected, sat by himself, had his head down, um, didn't want to talk to anyone. And Zach Ertz had to come over, sit down, which I do appreciate. I do appreciate that you have leadership coming from those veterans. Mm -hmm. But I mean, where is Cliff? Like, yeah. where is and 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 it's again that relationship. I don't think Cliff can go help Murray in that time or have those constructive conversations because I think they don't. I think Kyler doesn't have respect for Cliff. I don't think uh, he listens to Cliff, and I, I think there's problems there. So ultimately, and I get he's a head coach. He's still got a game to be. You know, he can't deal with a pissed off quarterback or a crying quarterback. But at the end of the day, like. Man, it just shows the bigger problems of this offense and Kyler Murray and 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 Cliff Kingston.